Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Save a little more this month. Chime checking accounts have features like fee-free overdraft up to $200 with SpotMe and no monthly fees. Open your account in minutes at chime.com slash goals 24. Banking services debit card provided by Bancorp, Bank NA, or Stride Bank NA, members of FDIC. SpotMe eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply. Coming to you live from downtown Detroit, this is Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep. Yo, what's up, boys? How we doing? We're doing well. We're doing well. Kind of a choppy market. I, I call it dazed and confused for so long, I cannot tell. Uh... We got a little bit above the close yesterday, not by much. So 74.75, your pre-market high. That's under the high for the week so far at 84.50. So big hurdle to clear on the upside. Uh, crude, uh, it's not really paying much attention to this geopolitical situation here. Down a buck 33 at 90.50. Gold ripping up 17.10 at 18.88.70. Looks like we got 1,900 on the mine. Uh, silver's a laggard. That's up seven cents at 23.67. Bitcoin, I don't know. Should we even talk about Bitcoin anymore? Down $900 at 43.275. Ethereum futures are going the same way, down 95 bucks at 30.63.50. While one one thing, and this is again fallacies looking at the futures, not looking at where the cash is. The, the oil is up substantially here this morning because we sold off after crude closed the futures closed so you got to look and you got to track that back so where do you got the futures i just want to do a teaching lesson here because the uso if you just look at that simply we're trading up 1.37 percent so we're up we we moved off of this russia headline so definitely paying attention to it but when the crude closes the futures close then you're marked from there but you can see the significant sell-off in in the in and and or the uso after the futures closed so now it's retracing a lot of that. So it appears that, you know, the crude is, oh, it's down a bit, but it's because of the time difference between when the futures close and the cash close on something like the USO. So that came out last night and USO ripped off it. We closed 63.50, we're trading 64.36. So up 1.3% from yesterday's close, four o'clock close. And that is all off of this Russia headline. So, you know, we often say the 15 minute difference on the futures versus SPY. Well, we can talk about the same thing with the crude close on the futures and USO. What time do you think the the crude closes? Isn't it the two ca- o'clock, Spencer? What time? The, I don't trade yeah. futures. Okay, that that that's the cash close. That's, that's where, where it's marked from. That's where yeah, you're that's quoting right. where exactly. it's marked from. Okay, because it, so tra- it, it trades. It I trade- don't trade futures. I haven't traded futures in years. So I believe it is to if it hasn't changed. I mean, they change these bloody things. All the time. So, it, it's the same as the spoons. It's a, it's five o'clock. So it's so they trade for. Another, but when do they mark it? When do they mark? Two it? o'clock. When, is it two? Which you're correct. Yeah. Is it, it mark- two? Did you just look it up? No, I know. I know it because I used to try and do. Because it reopens, but I'm just trying to see when they actually. It is two o'clock. They mark it from. They mark it from. Yeah. We're talking about the mark. Can you explain? Yeah. Can you explain that. Explain what what that means. To mark. It's saying the close of the day. So, you know, when is the crude close marked? And, and chat, you can verify that too, because I don't trade futures anymore, but I know that when they mark it. 
and what we mean by that is that uh so let's look at where uh crude well whatever it closed at uh 90 91.83 yesterday or nine yeah 91.80 it moves around so fast so that the clearinghouses have to settle their books yes. right they have to have in order for margin uh for you know for payouts you have to you have to have some point where you say okay this is the coast so we call it the cash close the spoos which has been changing forever you know, it used to be four fit four fifteen, but now it's it's two thirty. This is what the chat two thirty. Okay, yeah, 2:30. so I was wrong. Okay, I was yeah two thirty. It, cha- it changed. I think it was two o'clock years ago, Joel. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it used to be ours. We're old school, right? So we get those old thoughts in our brains here. So it's two thirty. Yeah, it's the mark, and like Dennis, yeah. you know full well, you know, the, like the spoos. I mean, some you know, you see, a, we closed at seventy. Your marks at seventy. But you know, immediately it was at sixty four fifty by yes. five o'clock. So if you were long at seventy by five o'clock, it was mark five handles against you. And that's the same with stocks too. I think it that's why we emphasize the closing price. You know, when something opens way down, you're like, Oh man, I'm down. If I could get out at the mark and also institutional traders yeah. they get stuck with positions overnight, they're trying to unload something or they're trying to accumulate something. They get stuck at the mark. So that's why we like to talk about the closes so much. All right. So, we, okay, so now we did our futures lesson, even yeah. though none of us are futures traders anymore. Well, Joel is. <laughs> I am. Joel, Joel still trades. Joel trades them every day. I still trade the real markets. You trade the SP futures, though. You don't trade crude, crude futures. Too crazy. Just too, it's just, it's crazy. Joel, uh, Joel, Joel, you should you ever try trading the micros? Uh, in the crude. No, no, like, like in general, like any micro. I mean, not... yeah, yeah, they're liquid. Yeah, yeah they're excellent. They're All excellent. Right. Yeah, good go. liquidity. Look at that. All right, let's move on here. Let's go to the earnings parade. Uh, I want to start with Nvidia. It's probably the biggest report from overnight here. Um, numbers themselves, frankly, uh, not that bad. Their their earnings per share came in above estimates. Their sales came in above estimates. They gave guidance that was basically in line um so it, so it was fine it, the numbers are perfectly fine um I, I i don't know i i don't know what to say uh, about this one because on the one hand it's been like best of breed for so long um and expectations are are, are always high for nvidia so maybe like when they just come in normal like a normal company then it's just not good enough that's maybe the much my interpretation of this this morning I think it's a little I, bit of a market environment too. Maybe, but Dennis, I, yeah. I, I'm going to say the same thing. I mean, it, you're right, Spencer. The expectations are always high for Nvidia. It did run up into the report, but the expectations are just high for this company all the time. I, I know. So, it's, like, it's not their fault. It, 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 it was a decent report. It, it was a fine report. I mean, we've got the market getting hit here today too. Crude is continuing to blast off. Um, ever since Joel said it's not responding to it, we've went up a little bit further again. I mean, you've got we we we've got the concerns that we were concerned about. Like, let's just take it back to the macro picture here for a second. I mean, this is what's really driving stocks today. Nvidia is sitting there, um, and it's trading down five bucks off its earnings report. And yes, the earnings matter, but what really matters here is we're getting hit on the S and P futures. And you know exactly what they reported two days ago is exactly wrong. And I joked about it for two days. I was like, do you honestly think Putin is pulling out? And, you know, I made a joke of it. And I'm like, serious. I'm like, there's there's no way he's mobilizing all these troops and now backing off. 
So CNN, I read it last night. I think I don't know who first reported it, but um, it's absolutely what was reported two days ago is absolutely untrue. There's not he's not even pulling back troops. They're adding more troops. So that's why you're selling off here. I mean, the one good news is that we rallied like 50 S&P handles because they thought that, you know, okay, well, he was backing off a bit. Now we're only selling off 15 when they find out that report was completely wrong. So, I mean, you're holding up actually pretty decent considering all of that. But, I mean, stocks are getting hit today. Stocks are getting hit today. And it's a hard day for, you know, to think, okay, I'm going to jump in and buy all these earning stocks that are beating. You know, Walmart's a different breed because it's defensive, but it's risk off day. So NVIDIA kind of reporting on the wrong day. Doesn't help. Hmm. It's so just going so back to report. Throw out, it's yeah, throw out, throw out the high, throw out the low, throw out the 276, sure. throw out the 251. Sure. And just, just look at the upper right chart here. And I can give you, I mean, there, there's just a line in the sand there. All these highs here, I mean, it, it's a volatile stock, but I'm looking two highs at two, just under 266, another one at 267. It did sneak up one day to 69 and a quarter, but to me, there's just a let's just go down to the double bottom since we're trading below it. This stock has to get through 266 today, or the path, a path of least resistance is lower. I'm not looking for 240, but that's just odd. There's a wall there, and until that wall is taken out, we're six, seven bucks away. We're continuing to leak. I am officially bearish NVIDIA until it has three closes over 266. Big level, big resistance. It's a risk-off market still right now. It could turn, and I mean, I'll go with you. You start getting up above 263, maybe it gets interesting again. But it's been a pretty good rally. I mean, 208? What's a 50% retracement of this overall move? Two, 346 down to 208 was 140 points. And we rallied, you know, 50. So, no, 60. So, you're not, not quite to the 50% retracement, no. but you're starting to struggle as you get towards it. So, which is, you know, this is an important day for it. It needs to hold on. Yep, I agree. And it needs to, you know, not crater, and it needs to get back up and, and start bumping up against those highs. But it's a loved stock. And if any stock is going to start to pull out and start to rally, it'll probably be a stock like this. So um, I'm not saying I'm coming in. I've been risk off here for a bit, but there's at a certain point in time, you want some exposure to some stocks and NVIDIA would be on my shopping list, maybe even down to 240 if it gives you a real washout. But I, it's a very important day for it. We'll just say that. Um, I is You know, before we go move to the next stock here, I want to maybe stick with the, the semis here. Maybe we go to AMAT. I know it's not on the, the topics list, but they also had earnings this morning. It's it's, it's the same uh, same vein as NVIDIA. So they're also trading higher, and their report uh, was pretty good. Uh, the EPS beat the sales beat. Or sales was in line, sorry. It was up more last night. Again, you know, probably market factors not helping it. This was up to like 148, 149. Report was fine here too. It, it's 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 problematic right now because the individual reports, they're going to bounce around a little bit. And yeah, you're going to get these, you know, upstarts and you're going to get these Robloxes that it really matters. But when you get the bigger names, it's this macro picture that matters really more than anything. We got the two concerns, the interest rates in the Ukraine, and neither are going away anytime soon. So it's hard to just come in here and say, yeah, I'm buying stocks. I mean, there's just a lot of unknowns. That's why I want some dry powder. If you're all cash, you probably should be buying some stocks. But I guess it depends on your overall portfolio. But I can't come in here 
saying, oh, I'm buying applied materials on good report up three or four because it seems like all of a sudden the, the macro picture pulls the rug out from under me. And then, you know, all stocks go down. And even though this company had a good report and it's a good company, I get hit on it. So it's a tricky market right now to just come in and just blindly buy stocks on good reports. It got a little bit above the zone that I would have been targeting uh, as like a sell zone. Uh, this pair of tops. I mean, now that we're we're right there, let's see what happens at one forty-five. Could easily blast through that. You got your fifty percent retracement there, but I wouldn't. I would say what you got to go up to this high here, one forty-seven thirty-two. To me, one forty-five, one forty-seven. That's a sell zone. That's the fifty percent retracement. Could take that out. You can start to work into this red bar. But, you know, once, you know, the spoo's kind of rolling over, you know, getting half back of this move, yeah. way off the pre-market high. Um, it just seems like it's just like the market. And I'll just go back what I said and then you said. Just like market factors. You know, if, if you know, if there was no Russia, if there was yeah. no interest rates and the spoo's were up 20, everyone was happy. Yep. It, it would be a different thing. We're not in Kansas anymore. We keep saying it. So, and I mean, we've seen good companies report earnings. Some of them continue to go higher. Great news for Upstart that it did not give that back. It Correct. came back 130. I was concerned it was going to start to leak it all away, but it didn't. And it held on and it went up. It gets an upgrade today with an analyst chasing price, of course. It's what they do. Um, but I mean, that's good news. So there is some silver lining in this market. It's not all bad news. Stocks are holding up fairly well i mean even to be on down only 20 handles on these ukraine concerns like i said we rallied 50 because we thought he was backing off and now we find out that's completely untrue and we don't give it all back we only give a piece of it back so far so market holding up okay but i'm still concerned that you know there's just a lot of unknowns here also i think i'm not going all in People, people were prepared yesterday, you know, with the minutes. Good call by Spencer. You know, Spencer said, you know, wow, we got a big reaction off the minutes last time. And they tried to press it down to the low. And since they couldn't press it down to the low, you take it up to the high. Uh, so I think, you know, we got that behind us at least for now. Uh, so like you said, Dennis, different, different market environments can be more important than the actual earnings reports or it is right now. The macro picture is more important than some of these individual reports. Now, when you get into the smaller companies, that doesn't apply because they're not driven as much by ETF effects and not driven as much by, you know, the overall buying and selling in the indexes. So that's why, you know, a stock like Roblox, Mm -hmm. it's a report is everything, you know, it's not going to be impacted by, Oh, it's good news. So they're going to buy Roblox back. I mean, that is, that's not impacted by the ETFs. When you get into the NVIDIAs, the ones that are heavily in the indexes, they're more impacted by what's happening in the overall market than they are even on sometimes on their individual reports. But, you know, you get like a Roblox that didn't even get a sniff. So we've got separation that continues to happen here. And it seems like every night we get a tech stock down 25% and a tech stock up 25%. It feels like this is every single day. It's like if they smack one, then they buy another one and they try to keep it online. And I mean, last night was the same thing. Fastly is the victim last night. It is down 30% here today. And then going the opposite direction, because they got to buy one too, up that much is DoorDash being up 22% here. So it's a crazy market that there is just separation happening where you got big winners, big losers off these tech earnings reports. It seems like every single night. Yesterday was Upstart and Roblox. 
today the difference is uh, obviously we just said is um, Fastly and DoorDash. You know, so what, you know what? I don't just even know what to say on Fastly. Size, but wait, you're going to keep it on this because I was going to mention another stock. No, I was going to move. I was going to come table that and come back to it because we got Mark Trick in here right now. So that's okay. I just okay. Well, what were oh, you going to do? I was going to talk. I mean, Shopify, Ch- Shopify. Oh, that was oh, epic disaster. That, we that, talked that about it when it was down fifty, and I was like, "This is not the kind of market when you're missing numbers." And I guess people are yelling they didn't miss numbers, but the guidance was great. They, they didn't blow it away. They well, did. they did not an adjusted basis, they're so that's why people, people are mad. Their stocks down. They're trying to find reasons, and they go and they're like, "Well, it didn't miss." You know why is the market down? I the mean, growth rate the is expectations coming, are so growth high. Growth rate is coming down. back down to earth. We said that was going to happen. They are a year and a half ago. Whatever. Yes. Well, let's bring on Mark Chake and let's see what he thinks about all this. Mark is the founder of Chaken Analytics. He's the creator of the Chaken Power Gaze, the Chaken Money Flow, the Chaken Oscillator. He's creator of everything. Everything joins us every other week on this show. Universe. And the universe. Mark, good morning. And the universe. Good morning. Yeah, the metaverse. I the metaverse. He created the metaverse too. Mark created everything. Everything. Don't even go there. Um, I was not a huge fan of it. Well, Joel and Dennis said it, but there's a better phrase for it. It's a stock picker's market. It is. All the stocks that you've talked about, like Fastly and the companies that have really been torn apart, have bearish power gauge ratings, primarily because they don't have any earnings or they have PEs that stretch into three digits or they've got price to sales ratios of 60. On the other hand, you've got the NVIDIAs of the world uh, who reported blowout numbers. They always do, by the way. Everybody knows that they're going to beat estimates and beat. And they guide it higher. I think. Uh, I would be a buyer of NVIDIA down toward 220, 230, uh, because you're going to see anning, a- analyst estimate upgrades and price target upgrades based on the numbers that were released. And it's it's a growth business. Yes, it's expensive, so you don't want to pay up for it. You want to buy it on dips. But um, I think this is a market where you want to focus on the stocks that are obvious until they no longer work, which is energy and financials, particularly insurance stocks. They're going to benefit from rising rates and don't have to worry about some of the uh, trading risks and loan risks. Uh, And energy until it stops working. I really think that whether Ukraine is invaded, the U.S. has set itself up for a supply nightmare. And demand is going to increase. COVID is over. Uh, I've Amazing that Kramer is saying, you know, people weren't prepared for COVID being over. Yes, they were. The curve, they predicted the curves would drop as of February into the March State of the Union address. So I think you, you want to have a balanced portfolio. And I'm not talking about trading because that trading, you, you're basically looking at short-term momentum and opportunities. And Dennis is really the king of trading. But I think you're looking at Reopening plays like Live Nation, which we've loved for the last four months, that is near its high. Uh, You want to start looking at hotel chains because travel is going to be there. You don't want to buy airlines because the high cost of jet fuel is is a a big headwind. And then you want to look at some of the fallen angels like NVIDIA, like Trade Desk, which reported an incredible report, has a neutral rating in our model. So does NVIDIA. You want to look at Fortinet and cybersecurity. 
And you want to avoid bottom fishing in these names with no earnings and or high, high, high price to sales ratios. I mean, Mark, you're spot on. We talked about a little bit about this yesterday, but there's been a sneaky reopening trade happening here for weeks now. Mm -hmm. And you can clearly see the separation like you look in the hotels. I mean, you got Hyatt, all-time highs. I know it reported disappointing earnings, but it hit all-time highs yesterday. Hilton, you know, touched an all-time high yesterday. Marriott touched and made a new all-time high yesterday. You can go, the cruise lines have come back. They're a long way from all-time highs. They had a, a lot of dilution in there. Uh, but, you know, they've come back too. And, you know, the casinos have come back to a certain extent. I mean, in your Live Nation has been a performer here in the last couple of weeks. The, the only, my concern is, is, is a lot of this, is this going to continue? Or is it, you know, this trade was on three weeks ago and now we're getting to the tail end of it. That's just my concern. Do you think this trade continues? I do, because I think these companies are going to be given a pass on the next couple of earnings reports because everybody's going to say, well, that was then and now we're looking forward. So, okay. uh, you know, as we re-rate the tech stocks, pull down the PE ratios to reflect higher interest rates, where's the money going to go? Well, we know it's going into energy and financials because they're, they're the two obvious inflation and interest rate plays, but it also is going to go into stocks. I mean, there are mundane stocks like Huntsman Chemical, which we've talked about, Atcor, which makes the wire that goes into new home electrical cabling or setting up for EV charging and so forth. So I really do think it's a stock picker's market. And Fastly should have done what it did. You know, you've got these companies, Shopify, uh, God knows what the P.E. ratio there is. It's a great company, oh, it was, but it's had a bearish rating in our work because of the valuations primarily and the weak technical. So that's that's what's working against you in the fallen angels, weak technicals and poor earnings factors. So that that's tough to overcome. Again, NVIDIA, I absolutely love it. Many of the stocks that you talked about before I got on have rallied up to our long term trend line on the Chaikin charts, which is a double smooth 200-day exponential average. It's very slow, and it really defines the trend. And NVIDIA, so many of these names, Fortinet, have rallied right up to that line, which suggests there's some resistance in here. The initial resistance level shifting to the market was 4,600, which was, a, I think, a 618 retracement of the decline. We fail there. Now we're probably looking at something like 45. 20 as our key line, but uh, it feels to me like in some way, shape, or form, we're going to test the 42.20 lows. I'm not in the camp that we break them and go down, you know, 13, 14%. It's possible, but I think at this point, it would take a real disaster in the Ukraine to do that. It's not going to do it on interest rates because everything about interest rates is out there. And I, in fact, I think and I'm rambling on here, which I don't That's like okay. to do. Uh, I think if you get that first rate hike, the market says, okay, we can live with that. And then we get the rally. So I'm not afraid of the first rate hike. Uh, they'd be smart if it wasn't go. 50% in terms of market psychology. And um, that that's in a nutshell or a very large nutshell, my uh, thinking here. Right. I agree with you, Mark. I mean, people dumping stocks to, you know, don't to go in to get 2%. I mean, that just doesn't. You know, it's that hard. Doesn't mean, yeah, the Tina, the Tina trade continues yeah, to be an yeah, issue but... for me too. And, and and I've said that too. I mean, I, I had this conversation with somebody the other day, and I was like, they were just asking me, I think of stocks. I'm like, well, there's a lot of uncertainty here, but I'm like, I don't know where else to go though. 
I'm not going to go to bonds and, you know, get 2% on my money here. And interest rates are seven and a half percent. So I'm like, do I sell my apples and my Amazons and my Microsofts? And, and then where do I go? And then I got a tax bill on top yeah. of it all. So I'm like, so I just sit and stand pat. I don't know. So, you know, it, obviously, you know, maybe it does get ugly. Maybe it gets, but I just think the Tina trade does hold us up to, to Mark's point. Well, I think the monopoly uh, tech stocks are a long-term hold and you start adding to them when it makes sense. But um, Alphabet is is my favorite of the bunch. I just think after years of sort of uh, trailing Amazon in terms of sex appeal, um, they're doing everything right in AI and search. Continues to be a money machine. Very so, smart company. Yeah, they're doing a lot of good things. And, yeah. um, I, you know, I don't think this is a market, I agree with you, where you dump stocks. I think this is a market where you look for opportunity, recognizing yeah. that it's it's a rolling sort of correction and we'll get a rolling bull market. But what I want to focus on, the bigger picture, and maybe leave that at that, you've got a presidential cycle that is creating a huge opportunity this year. In the midterm election year, going back to 1918, you get a bottom, and from that low, you rally 40 to 50% into the high the next year. It's, it's a pattern that's never failed. And there's some good political and geopolitical reasons, but the bottom line is you really need to be looking for a buying opportunity, whether it's now or in October, which is a more traditional time for the market to bottom out right before um, the midterms. This is the biggest buying opportunity to the presidential cycle. So uh, rather than focusing on the negatives, I think you got to look for signs of a bottom and then pick the best of the best to play it. And, and I don't think you play the conservative stocks in that rally, 40%. And I, and I mean, some people think the best of the best are all these social media darlings. This is what, and I'm sure you get it too, Mark. It's like all these stocks that are down 60, 70, 80%. A lot of people think these are going to be the leaders coming back, and I don't think no, so. No. I think a lot of these companies were just ridiculously overvalued, and a lot of these companies aren't coming back, unfortunately, for a lot of bag holders out there. So I, I, I like your picks, like getting into the reopening stocks, getting into you know some different names. You know, Google, I love Google. It's the biggest position in my long-term portfolio. Um, but you, know, you look at a stock like Palantir here today. I mean, this is a storied stock that everyone loved. There's just it's so hard for stocks like this to just rally it back because there's just so much overhead supply from everybody who's stuck in the damn thing. Plus insiders. Remember, there's all sorts of um, lockups expiring in any of these companies that happen over time. And the VCs that got in um, and back them, Palantir is a classic poster child for that. They, they want to get liquid. And so this constant supply, even in the, I mean, there's a stock I love that I've mentioned called Doximity, D-O-C-S. Yes. Uh, they actually make money, a fabulous earnings report. Uh, but insiders, this company has been around for, I think, 12 years. It went public a year ago. There's constant insider selling and either uh, puts pressure on the stock or it creates a red flag and some models. But this is a company I just want to own long term. 80% of the doctors in America use their software. It's been compared to Facebook and LinkedIn for doctors. And it's where the drug companies go to advertise. Instead of sending detailers out into the field, there are 90,000 detailers in America. Drug, got, drug sales, got that one too, Mark. 
Yeah, it's it's a heart attack to watch, though. I just kind of held up, it, though. Put away. Yeah, it is held up. Uh, Mark, I want to ask you one question. Just going back back to uh, you know the markets and the diversification and everything. I mean, there's money coming out of the bond market, right? And you have some theories that a lot of the money that's coming out of the bond market, where's it going to go? It's going to go into the equity market. So if you look at like the, you know, re-asset allocation, the money coming out of bonds, holy mackerel, if you think about that bid underneath the market, I mean, there's a lot of, a lot of demand out there. Are you, are you, are you uh, biting on that theory as far as people out of bonds and where are they going to put their money at 2%? Well, that underlies uh, and supports this uh, presidential cycle pattern. Uh, you have money coming out of money market funds. I think it was $70 billion in the last two or three weeks coming out of money market funds. So it's it's maybe the public sitting on cash deciding that it, with inflation, and, you know, whatever it is, 7% a year, why sit on cash? So uh, yeah, it's, it's going to come into the market, but there are so many factors and of course you're dealing with the machines every day who don't have a point of view and are probably flat at the end of the day so supply and demand intraday is different from long-term demand so i i think it's going to be a choppy market until we find our footing for a decent rally that one scenario says we go to a new high above 4800 and then we come back down and make a better low in October, or maybe we don't make it there and it's a rolling bottom. But one way or another, I think you look to buy stocks on weakness that have demonstrated earning power. So NVIDIA, there you go. Um, so many of the stocks we've talked about, AMAT has earnings power, although I like NVIDIA better. Uh, you could propose that as a way to play the semiconductor shortages and the building boom that's going to go on here. So there's a lot of ways to play this. The thing is, it's not going to be a straight up easy market. So you have to take that into account. If you're a trader, you've got a different set of problems than if you're an investor. If you're an investor and you have cash, you look to put it to work in that list of stocks that you draw up. you got to have a process. And the process starts with what do I like and where do I want to buy it? And you guys are as good as anybody every day uh, defining those levels. Mark, real fast before we let you hop here, there's a question. Uh, someone wanted your thoughts on Airbnb. Uh, what does the power gauge say about that right now? I don't know if we have a year's worth of data yet on Airbnb. Um, let's take a look. I, I, doubt, I, think we I doubt that it's bullish. What's the symbol, please? ABNB, full disclosure, and long. Oh, yeah, you're right. We don't have a – yes, we do. Yes, we do. Just – uh, yeah, we got data in December. It, as soon as there was a year's worth of data, the rating was bearish. Um, <laughs> Great. That, oh, that was at a level of about 170. And we've we've exceeded that level. The rating's neutral now. The earnings are good. But again, let's take a look at valuations. Um, trading at 20 times revenue, no earnings to speak of. Uh, how do you buy it? It's in this market, it, it, like in this market where uh, it's yeah. all about now and not about future earnings. Yeah, stories stories are not going to play. You know, yeah. earnings yeah. are going to play, and you know, if, if people if people are, you know with the uh, the staples consumer staples got very overbought historically, and you know that's not a group that has a lot of upside double digit earnings growth. So 
money is coming out of there, but boy, I wouldn't put it into Airbnb. Um, yeah, it's a reopening play and it's a momentum play, but it's not a fundamental play. So I'm a trader in Airbnb, not an investor. Whereas in Live Nation, I'm an investor because I know that you know that they make money and they've got a business model that works. All right, Mark Chaikin is the founder of Chaikin Analytics and several uh, uh, well-known technical indicators. Mark, always a pleasure. Have a great rest of your week. We'll talk to you in a couple of weeks. You too. Stay safe, guy. We're going to have to stop saying that. COVID is over. Yeah, Biden's going to declare COVID over in the State of the Union address. You watch. Actually, that's that, going to that, be the headline. I, I will not take the other side of that bet, Mark. I will not take the other side of that. Um, that's, a, that's, that's a pretty good take. Mark, real uh, quick, Russia. We oh, need to talk to you. I brought, I, brought back. I brought Mark back. <laughs> I'm back sorry. Back. I want to, you know, you're a veteran of the markets. What's, what's, uh, what's your take on uh, the Russia Ukraine situation here? I, I, boy, you're dealing with a very unpredictable guy who changes his mind all the time. Putin, uh, I just read a story yesterday. Putin likes to make last-minute decisions. Uh, I'm, I'm Russian by blood, and I have no clue. And, and by the way, anybody who tells you they know what's going to happen, don't walk the other way, because nobody knows. Okay. He, he could go off the deep end because he feels uh, you know, his old KGB chops, or he could back away and hope that he got some concessions out of the West, which is probably the most likely scenario, because it's going to be a bloodbath, and it's going to be a bloodbath that's photographed on Facebook, on Twitter, real time live. It's not yeah. good for his internal politics. And I, I'd say the one thing to know about Russia is the oligarchs rule, even though they say Putin's the richest man in the world with all that money buried in Panama and, and Cyprus, the oligarchs can push him out, the, the billionaires, if they feel that their interests and their assets are threatened. So I don't think the oligarchs are going to let this go too far. All right, we'll see. Thanks a lot, Mark. Talk Thanks, Mark. Weeks. Love it, Us guys. Us old guys agree. <laughs> hey, wait, real quick. Let's go back uh, on the uh, rundown here. Let's go back to Walmart because we skipped that one. Oh, yeah. yeah. To bring Mark on here. And uh, Walmart, so we got a lot of numbers here, a lot of things to, to go over. First things first, EPS beat estimates a buck 53 versus a buck 50. Sales beat uh, 152.9 versus 151.5 billion dollars. So this company, God, they're drowning in money right now. They raised their dividend by a penny, 55 to 56 cents a share. They announced for the fiscal year they see about a, a 10 billion dollars. I'm sorry, at least 10 billion dollars worth of stock buybacks. Um, we know they were facing some pretty tough year-over-year comparisons because. Everybody was buying everything a year ago, but uh, the comps were okay. And the stock, I, I mean, last I checked, it was it was, it was was way higher. It's come off that now, it looks like. But it was, I mean, the reaction, the initial reaction was good. 137 to me sticks out. I know it did get over 138, but right here, pair of highs at 137. You're not that far away. You take that out. You try and fill the gap at uh, just above that. Um, if not, the longer it takes you to get the 137 handle, hold, maybe give a little bit back. Street leading the wrong way into the report. Look at all those down days going into the report. Yeah, so, low expectations. Yeah, yeah, low expectations. And defensive yeah. stock, too. It was yeah. probably, uh, I don't know. Yeah, it was probably just a good call to be long this into the report. Like the setup was there. I never really looked at it close enough, I guess. All right. Well, this is, defensive. This, is, this is a good indicator, though. For retail, I know we're gonna have Ryan Craver on the show next week, but I, 
I have a hunch that it's going to be a really strong earnings season for retailers. We just had strong January retail sales. I mean, that was for January. This is obviously for last quarter, but but I just I feel like I mean Walmart. Like getting out, spending. Walmart's numbers were good. Yeah, people are spending money. Um, maybe this is a sign of things to come. We'll, we'll find out more next week when the rest of the retailers all report here. But um, let's move over uh, to Fastly. This is one of your disaster stocks. <sighs> yeah, it's real bad. They reported earnings last night. Um, and again, like it was kind of the same way with Shopify and, and NVIDIA. I mean, these numbers were not that bad. The difference is the growth rate is slowing compared to the last couple of years. And it's they're they're not growing like hand over fist every single quarter anymore. Um, so it, it, so cow. it's a question of just resetting expectations. But by and large, they like it's not like they it's not like they came in below estimates. They didn't. They came in above estimates. But the growth rate is all anyone sees here. It's just slowing, slowing, slowing. It's a twenty dollars stock back in October of twenty twenty. This is at one hundred and thirty six dollars. So, I mean, you're 20 minus. I'm just trying to figure out the percentage on that. A lot. You're down from the highs 85%. Yeah. 85%. I always said when a stock falls 90% from the highs, they rarely ever come back. There was a stat I still, I've quoted it before on the show, and I don't know where I read it. I can never find it again. But it was something like when a stock falls 90% from the highs, 90% 90% of the time, 10 years later, they're still off 90% from the highs. So that means like 9 out of 10 don't come back. I don't know, but you're getting dangerously close to that 90%. I like this company. I think the $20 is huge support. I almost want to buy this company at 20 bucks, but you know it's it's hard Like because when stock's out of favor, they just don't come back. But I look at all the support you had back. You're getting back to 2019 pricing, I mean, on this thing. And we know that they are important because we saw that one day that Fastly went down and the internet was all buggered up. Yeah. So, I mean, they are important here too. So part of me wants to buy this. And I think all that 90-90 rule, which, you know, maybe I jumped that out because I can never find it again. But, I mean, <laughs> it, 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 it just was like, it was from the tech bubble. And I was like, holy cow, like 90% of stocks don't come back. You know, and it's like, you know, everybody wants to talk about Amazon back in the tech bubble. And yeah, you just had to buy and you would have made money. Well, oh, nine out of 10 were pets.com. Yeah, but the one was Amazon. <laughs> the one was Amazon. But I don't know. Like, even if you bought them all, you probably still lost. I don't know. It you probably sense. did because the one went up, you know, thousands of percents, but the others all went to zero on you. So I, I don't know. It, it's a difficult market to come in and, and say this is the low. I, I think that's got a huge level at 20. I think it could bounce off 20. But in this market, they 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 kick you when you're down, man. Yeah, we're coming off that low a little bit. 1953 was your pre-market low. You're a buck above it. So I think if you fall back to that area, I think you will find some bids. If you're looking for a little bit of a runner here on the upside, I think if you get over 2108, that kind of the over 21, you become buyers on on strength instead of weakness here. But it looks like there's just some so slow accumulation here. If uh if you get smoked uh buying it at the 1950-20 area, uh your next monthly low comes in at 1718. But I don't know, it, 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 in my bones, 
I don't feel it going down there today, but I got some pretty old bones. So we'll see what happens. See if it looks like you got some buyers at 20. I'd love to buy this company. I can't. The 20, it's like, man, you've given it all back. You're back to a great level of support. Part of me wants to come in and buy this thing at 20 today and just go against all of my rules. But it just goes why not? You only lose twenty bucks. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's a it's now a you know a leap. <laughs> I saw that day, man, when Fastly went down. It's like this is an important company, but valuation. Yeah, it just goes to show you you got a long term. You got to look at valuation, and everybody learned it the hard way. And a year and a half ago, we were like we were saying it. Valuation didn't matter. We were in a storied stock market. Nobody gave a crap about valuation, but it all of a sudden. All matters. So in the long run, and I've always said that in the long run, five to ten years down the road, it's the only thing that matters. And you know, you're looking at a company, and where's the market cap? Man, this thing is what three billion bucks now only. Mm-hmm. Would anybody <laughs> want to scoop it up? I don't know. I I didn't want to scoop it up because I saw what happened on the internet the day it went down. I was like, I think it's a pretty important company. <laughs> So I don't. I got to do more research on it. What, what the, the PE is non-existent because it doesn't make money, right, Spencer? We can't look out uh, on the valuation yeah. no, level. They don't, they don't make money. Have they ever made money? Probably not. Uh, right? Let me check right now. Actually, I can do that easily in the pro by going to their earnings calendar. Um, do they have they ever made money? No. Uh, yes, yes, that's a lie. They have in for a brief moment in 2020. So, yeah. All right. The problem is buyouts. People saying buyouts, but you know. The, the biggest thing with a buyout is companies actually do look at valuation more than we do when you're buying something out. Oh, that's yeah. why all these nosebleed stocks, and that's why I said with Peloton, I don't think anybody's coming to rescue Peloton. Everybody hated me when I said I would be selling it at 35, went to 24, and then they all tell me how stupid I am, you know, 500 people on Twitter, um, that when it went to 40, and, you know, I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. It's back to 31. Has it been bought out yet? Who's coming? I think Peloton's going to single digits eventually. Sorry. All right. Let's keep moving here. We got a lot more to discuss on the earnings front. It's not all bad. Let's let's look at the top gainer of the morning. And the number one stock on my movers tool is DoorDash right now, up 21% off of their report last night. If we want to flash back to Uber's report from a couple of weeks ago, Uber said that their delivery their delivery business, which is Uber Eats, uh, was up seventy. Their uh, uh, revenue was up seventy eight percent year over year. Uh, that should have been in a, should have been a hint that DoorDash uh, uh, earnings were also revenue was also up, which it was. Their revenue be their earnings did miss uh, though. Whenever there is a discrepancy between the revenue and the and the earnings, my my instinct is to look more at the at the revenue because the earnings can often have some weird adjustments in there um but the 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 sales beat uh there let me have let me see here they have um orders were up 35% year over year and yeah that's what i got the stock like i said is up 21% this morning great report expectations in the gutter they sell something like Fassi off 20%. They want to buy something up 20%. And vice versa, stock goes up 20%. They got to find another one to sell. It's like every single night. We've been saying this for earnings season for a long time. There's big winners and big losers. Good report. Nice response. It's leaking a bit. Upstart yeah. leak yesterday. And then it heck came back and got it back. If the market turns, this will turn. So market effects are impacting it here now. We are rolling over on the market big time. I right know. Now. I know what you do, um, so, you know, so you look at it and you say DoorDash, 
is being impacted right now. This leak is due to the market. It was a good report. If the market turns, DoorDash will or turn with it. But I'm not going long term. Just saying as a trade, it could pull. It, I think about upstart. I think about the. Path I just was going to say that. I was I also just, thinking. I'm glad you said that. It's going to follow the upstart <laughs> path, but the market's got to hold up for it. So market yeah. is very important here. Yeah, I mean, two totally unrelated stocks, unrelated sectors, right? But just kind yeah. of the once again going to the market sentiment. Yeah, you're gonna catch a bid here at one fifteen because you are fifteen points off Holy the pre-market high, right? What's going on, man? Did uh, did Russia go in or something? What's well, going I was, on? We're taking... I was shocked that we were holding up as well as we I were. And I was saying it was a good thing. I was like, we're only down at one point in time. We're only down ten handles on the same news that with the opposite. You know, when we rallied 50, well, I guess they're listening to it now and they're going the other way. So I don't hold this 115 for you, uh, Dash for Trash traders. You hold 115, pick your intermediate levels off there on the dailies. Uh, What your pre market high was above 130. Uh, I'd maybe go 126.41 as a target if it, you know, if it just keeps going with the market sentiment. And then I just wanted to, uh, was it upstart? Yeah, it was upstart. What it did, this it's incredible yesterday. Uh, look at the 60-minute here. This is the initial reaction, right? And it went and it just tagged 150. And then it came all the way back down to 130. At the end of the day, when uh, they got it back up there, or they got it back there around noon, where did it stop? 150 again, 150.10. Of course, you're trading higher in the pre-market because of the upgrade. But, uh, man, that pre-market level, I mean, it held. We were talking about we were talking about it when it was in, uh, in the pre-market way down at 130. It was trying to catch a bid. So see if uh, Dor- uh, Dash can catch a bid here, 115, 116. If not, I wouldn't want to be long it. I mean, there's a long way to go to the top of yesterday's range. Palantir reported oh. us. Give us the numbers here. Everybody wants to talk about this. I've had multiple people tweet at me. The chat is buzzing about Chats. it. People love this stock. I know. And I don't know why. I know. I, 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 okay, I'll give you the numbers. I mean, their EPS, they, they made two cents per share last quarter versus a four cent estimate. Their sales came in higher as well 432 versus $417 million. They gave sales guidance for the current quarter also above the estimate 443 versus 439 million. I mean, the, the numbers are, are, are fine, um, but I don't still don't know what this company does. <laughs> no, I know. Nobody does. And all, all I know is it goes down. People love this thing at 40, at 35, at 30, at 25, at 15. They love it at 12. You, at a certain point in time, i got to stop loving it. I mean, it's got a big level. I'll give you the 12. That's yeah. all the support. Well, huge, it's a yeah. huge level. It's going to test it, it looks like, today. Does it, it bounce off did. the first well, time? Did. I, yeah, I tend to think, okay, so it's already bounced off. I tend to think it, it – may hold it but <laughs> you're buying dogs of dogs you're buying a stock that everyone absolutely sells even though they say they love it in social media the, the tape is telling me there's just too many sellers for the social media love to even handle so you know i just think we gotta start getting away people have got to start getting away from these social media darlings from the last two years they can't do it because you know why there's so many people sitting on them still cut those losers man This is what trading is about. This is how you have longevity in this industry. It's not about what you make. It's about what you lose. You've got to cut those losers. And if you're watching Palantir and it's $30 in your portfolio and you're sitting with a 12, you're not managing your risk well enough. You've got to manage your risk. 
It's going to continue to give you issues. It's what it is all about. That's the only thing that matters in this trading world is discipline. Cutting the losers when you, you know, when they start working against you. It's a reason I go flat my portfolio every single day at 10 a.m. 10 a.m. I go flat my not my long-term portfolio, but my day trading portfolio flat every single day, no matter what. Even if a stock, I had a stock taken over on me, opened up 50% on me. And we know what I did the next day? I ate the loss. And wait for it to come back down. Didn't wait for hope. I'm eating the losses. People are sitting on all this crap. They need to cut the crap. You need to get out. It was fun when they were going up. But if you're sitting on these things saying, well, eventually it'll come back, I'm telling you, in a lot of cases, they're not going to come back. I mean, you can say that about so many stocks. It's not just Palantir. No, there's a million. It's a poster yeah. child one. I mean, ARKK, take her whole damn portfolio. I was just going to say, what Every what day. TXG, the Kathy stock of the day. TXG, the Kathy stock of the day, down 22%. She's got like huge holdings in it. TXG. Yeah. So she's a, she's a huge shareholder in this. She's just, she's picked them all. She banked on valuations continuing to expand when they were already ridiculous. She banked on deflation. She could not be on the more wrong side of the trade. She's Every single be. day, she's in companies that are getting killed. I hope and, she you know, ARKK has held up actually fairly well here, but it's hung out almost too long here and the 70 to 75. And it makes you think if you breach 70, if ARKK, as long as it's above 70, you try for a trade, but it starts breaching 70. Probably going to test those lows at 64 again. I mean, it, this is it's good. It's good to have a few lotto picks, but if your entire portfolio is lottery picks, that yep. it's going to end badly for you. It's yes. going to end badly. That's well, that's 100% accurate. I, I mean, mean, you've got to have I, I like Mark's approach. You know, we, and I, I take the same approach. You can have a few like high flyer lottery picks in there. You want to throw some fastly in your long term portfolio, you know, for a flyer. Sure. You want to throw some of these, you know, Palantir for a long-term flyer? Sure. Maybe it's the one that's going to turn around. But if you're all all these Palantirs and Fasties, if you're in all these stocks are all down 70%, 80%, you're too concentrated on growth. And it's come to roost for you. Unfortunately, this has come now. Yeah. And, it, and a lot of these companies, unfortunately, are probably not coming back. I was looking at TripAdvisor last night, and we talked about this yesterday because Booking and Expedia have been in such strong uptrends. And I, yeah. thought, I thought, okay, so I, I know that Trip and I know Trivago have been the laggards of the group, but it's the same, more or less the same business. I mean, how, yeah, but it's like laggards. How, how bad could it be? Well, it turns out it could be a whole lot worse than I, than I thought. Because their numbers were terrible last night. They're, they're, why? Like, why, how are they doing it so wrong? That's I what mean, I want to know as well. Like that, like here's the stock. You have all these, you know, trip and you have them all at all time highs. You know, close to booking is up at an all time high. Hit an all time high yesterday. Speedia all time highs. And you got this stock. It's trading twenty six bucks and the all time high is sixty five. Man, we said it yesterday. It's the laggard of the group. And I mean, you buying the dogs of the group for catch up trades. Often you just get left with fleas. Ooh, that's a new one. It's a new one. I, I, on the, on same the thing. I looked at this. <laughs> I looked at the. You know, I looked at this yesterday, and you look at it, and it's like, well, 
will it catch up? But like on the other hand, those are all the people that bought it off the 24, 24 and a half level. And then they dumped it at 30 ahead of the report. Uh, there is, uh, you didn't, you got, you stuck under 26. If you feel like you, you need a level to look at, uh, the pre-market low comes in at uh, 2560 actually. Uh, but I'd be looking at, I'd be looking at a zone 2620. So if you split that 26 potential support in this one, but like you said, I mean, if it, if like just going the opposite direction, they just, just must, people just not go there. Do you go there? Do you go to TripAdvisor, Dennis? Do you go there, Spencer? No. no. Wow. What? Uh, yeah, Bitcoin's I mean, I, I, I go though. there like I end up there from Google, and it, when you look up like things to do in Detroit, Michigan, and you just like, go on TripAdvisor for, but no, I don't. I don't actually. actually I, I don't do any of that. No, those travel stuff. Lisa does all that. So I'm, I'll I'm, ask her I'm, what you. I'm, I don't travel anywhere anymore because we've been COVID I forever. I have to figure out how to do it again. Hopefully, we're getting past COVID. Mark says COVID's over, and that's good news. I want to go on vacation. I've been on a vacation in two years. Maybe that's why I'm grumpy. Wait I a minute! Didn't stuff. you just go somewhere? That was hardly a vacation. Where I did went. I? Well, I went camping. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> I mean, doesn't it? It was the only thing you could do in COVID times. Yeah, I went camping for a week and right. go back. All right. But I didn't feel like a tropical vacation where I'm sitting back, kicking up my legs, you know, in Jamaica and enjoying, you know, some. <laughs> you know, I've heard things about those Jamaican pilots, but we're not. That's a story. No, that's not going to happen. Okay, let's do some tickets. That was an hey, I made it back, and I'm never going back. <laughs> Let's we do don't tell those time. stories anymore. Drop your questions for us into the chat. Uh, drop your tickets for us in the chat. We will try to cover a few of them as we head uh, towards the 9 o'clock hour here right now. Let's look at... Um, we could have a whole episode. I am wearing the red striped shirt right now, I just realized. Somebody just said you're wearing a red striped shirt. I forgot. I got the Jamaica shirt on right now. Red striped beer. It's good beer. It, like it. Uh, hooray, hooray beer. Uh, all right. Let, let's go with, if you put a no, ticker in the chat bad. earlier, put it put it in there again because I, I may have missed it. Uh, we can look at Roku because they report earnings tonight. So, yeah, sure. Let's start with Roku. Okay. Here's <laughs> the issue that I'm going to have with Roku is, one, valuation is not cheap. Two, this is stay-at-home stock. It's clearly a stay-at-home play. Stay at you know, home. Netflix, Roku. Netflix got hammered. Is Roku going to do the same thing? Maybe the expectations are low enough that they can get over that bar. Maybe it's possible. But I'd be scared being long into the report because if they say anything not good, then you don't have anything like, oh, it's a reopening play to lean on. Not a reopening stock. It's the opposite of what's happening. If we're getting past COVID, you're not sitting at home watching You know your Roku. You're going out and doing things. So I'm very nervous on this. I think it's going to have a big move one way or another. I don't know what the straddle is, but you know, maybe... Right. I, I don't, I'd be nervous into the report. Maybe I'm going to be wrong, but I'd be nervous into the report. Roku, uh, 24, whoa, $24? Is that right? Yeah, 20, that's probably that's right. Big. Wow. That's yeah, because really... everybody's nervous into the report like me. <laughs> I'm paying up for insurance. Uh, 20, 20, we'll call it $29. Oh, no. That's the that's next week. It's the 24. 24. We'll go with 24. $24 expect. I didn't look it up. I was too late. So I'll just go oh, $24 expect to move. Sounds right. I think it's going to move 30 bucks. Uh, when was it reported that Comcast was buying them? Oh, Joel, what? It, Joel, come yeah. on! That was like I never years, heard that. that was two years ago. Yes, yeah, right. Never happened. Joel, that was it, it was ago. here. Never I happening. 
Yeah, it was. It was in here, wasn't it? Or was it in July last year? I don't. It, yeah. It, it was a one-day rumor. I mean, no, it ran. It ran. I think it was. I think it was off this. Or was it during right. the summertime? Because they were doing something. When was the Olympics? Did we have a uh, summer Olympics? When was that? Yeah, we just had it. We just had them last summer. Yeah. Then it was here. It was like, oh yeah, because they were like co-streaming something with like NBC. There was like rumors, and that was it. That was your time. I don't know. One forty. I'll go wide on this one. If that's what the straddle is, I'm a buyer of one forty, seller at one eighty. Uh, in between, I, I you're just right. throwing darts. Couple lows that we're, we're actually taking out the support at one fifty. Uh, one fifty seven, one fifty eight. All right, all right. Here's a new one. Uh, I, I a new see, one. I, I see you some right, new on, ones. Encore wire tickers tickers wire W I R E. It's a uh, electrical seven. electrical equipment company, two billion dollar market cap. And they had earnings overnight here, which is why it's down this morning. Um, wow, actually, their earnings was a big old beat. Holy moly, they came in so far above those those numbers. It must be a weird. Non- so was this early. yesterday that I reported? Because the move was yesterday. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes, it was Tuesday after hours. I'm sorry. It was Tuesday okay, after yeah. hours. Yeah, so it was move, and they hammered it. Um, yeah. I don't know. 100 bucks, big number. I don't follow the company at all. I can't say any more than that. It's an ugly candle. Everybody's caught. Probably not bouncing back. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Up just fractionally. You just have this low to the low from yesterday to lean on. 105.38, and then 105.12 from yesterday. That holds, yeah, you get a little bit of a bounce. If not, you got to perhaps get a look at uh, 100.84. But after a beatdown like that yesterday, and it's only up 68 cents on 4,907 shares, it doesn't look like there's You get ugly candles like this, everybody's kind of seemed to not bounce back. Here, everybody keeps trading like it's 2020, and it's not. It's like the weak get weaker. And the strong still gets stronger. We've always had that type of market. But when you see straight down selling like that all day yesterday, every every day trader that doesn't want to take a loss is caught. Everybody's trying to buy the dip is caught. Usually the market punishes the maximum amount of participants. So it'll punish the long people who are caught for the last months. And it'll punish everybody who's caught yesterday. I think it tests 100 here eventually. And I think it eventually takes it out. And then 92.15. Yeah, 92.15. Uh, Kick them while they're down. Yeah. Kick it while they're down. 92.15. No mercy. We do not train. We do not train to be merciful here. Mercy is for the weak. What, uh, what movie is that from? That's Karate Kid. Okay. Dennis, you ever heard of Global E Online? It's a Canadian company, e-commerce. Uh, ticker is GLBE. They had I saw it popping off on my on my filters yeah. there last night. Oh, another night. Canadian tech. Company. I don't follow it at all. No, yeah, well, it, it's it. it's an e-commerce play. So again, not the environment for that right now. That's no, popping. It's nice pop. Must be news or earnings or something. I don't follow the company. No comment. I, I thought maybe it's because it's Canadian and you're Canadian. And maybe you'd heard of it, but I guess not. I um, well, I saw it going. I've heard of it because I saw it going to my filters last night. Okay. But no. Other than that, no, right. I don't know anything about it. Fine. All right. Sorry. Uh, we, we, let's just do um one real quick. Let's just do like Salesforce. We didn't talk about Salesforce. Ron John's asking for it. Uh, how is Salesforce doing this morning? Mm-hmm. Taking out the low of the move. Yeah. yeah trying to, anyways. Yeah. Not, not quite there. 209, 204 is the low of the move. 204.63. Yep. Yep. Trend yeah. is not your friend. Cloud stock valuations have all been hit. Two hundred bucks, though. It's a it's a darling. Is this one that eventually comes back? The market comes back. This could be one that comes back. 
It, I, I've been be in it before. Two hundred bucks, maybe. Maybe we're bouncing there. Just right, look we at gotta start looking at more things please. to sell on the rips than buy on the dips. We're doing. Yeah, it I mean the, these these month. I mean when you see these monthly charts like this, like Shopify, you know, you start to get into these areas where there's no monthly support. I mean this thing, you know, this thing could be at one fifty and and still, you know. It'd still be way off the uh, the March twenty lows. I mean, what do you got between one fifty and two hundred? But for right now, uh, the low of the move is still valid at oh uh, four sixty three, a potential support point. So keep an eye on that. Spoo's bouncing off forty five thirty one. Uh, so we'll keep an eye on that. Maybe we got our pre-mark. Maybe we got a, a little low we can lean on here. Yesterday's low down at twenty two seventy five and. Let's see. I mean, it would be a good thing is if we could do what we did yesterday and just kind of mosey our way back up and then see what happens on Friday. But I'm going to let you guys take it the rest of the way here and uh, go cover a lot more symbols than we did today. All right. Have a good one, Joel. Uh, I'm going to bring on Peter Tuckman right now, the Einstein of Wall Street, live from his car on the FDR Expressway, I'm guessing. Let's find out if I'm right Peter, hey, what's up there? How are you, buddy? West Side Highway. West, West Side, Side Highway. Highway. I'm sorry. I was close enough to me. That's a minor. Uh, all right. Uh, Peter, Peter, what is uh, what's on your mind here this morning? I mean, we we've been talking about how the market is sort of just waiting for the next headline to come from the Fed or to come from the uh, U.S. or Russia situation and how not much else seems to really matter right now. Are, are, you, are you coming at that from the same perspective? 100%. And, you know, we've yeah. often talked about it. Sorry if I'm driving, but I got to get to work. It's kind of a crazy day. Uh, you know, I often don't think that uh, geo-global stuff affects the market in a way, except if it's really the only thing on the horizon. The market's, mm. dying, the market's dying for that little tickle to tell it what direction to go, because I think everyone's just trying to position themselves, and they're not sure what is going to be the catalyst to the next move. Is it going to be the Fed? Is it going to be whatever it may be, whether it's going to be earnings retail, whether it's going to be uh, employment? And so... What we're seeing for the last couple of days is clearly the uh, I can't tell if we're playing Russia, Russia's playing us, whether Putin's shortened the market and moving his troops up. I feel like we're in a game of of risk. You remember risk as a kid, right? Yeah. Where you, there's a great Seinfeld episode. You know, if you if everyone wants to Google it, we were watching it on the floor yesterday, you know, where Kramer and um, and Newman are playing risk on the subway and they're talking about the Ukraine. And then there's a guy standing next to them when he and Kramer says to him, you know, the Ukraine is weak and the guy just kicks the board up. I, I can't help but just notice that we, we're. we're uh -oh. That's where the size, you know, we're seeing action. We saw the real let's I love to analyze the market and see why what the market does with information. Right. We know that things don't react the way they used to. So when we got hit with that 50 or one, one, one basis point shock and all the other day, the market reacted negatively. Yeah. So now we know that the market's going to, you know, take a little bit of a powder when that reality starts to come. And now we know that for some reason, which has a lot to do with energy, with global conflict, whatever the heck it is, that we are engaging the uh, interaction between uh, us and uh, Russia. Yesterday, when those two planes, you know, when the news hit the tape at 29, the U.S. and Russian planes were sort of playing uh, over the Mediterranean, market got hit pretty hard on it. You know, it did really act. These algorithmic. All right, Peter, you're, you're, you're breaking up a little bit here. You're breaking up a little bit here. So I, I, I want to jump in. Uh, 
what is your approach? What is your advice to to traders right now? Is it just sit and sit on your hands and and wait? Hundred percent. You know, you look the markets movements. Can you hear me? Yeah, I got you. Okay, the markets movements are so fast and furious, and they're not predictable in any way. You know, the fact is that when we're engaging Russia, there's a big fast sell off, and then it bounces right back. So how long are these sell-offs going to be? How long are the rallies going to be? Where do the buyers live? Where are the sellers? I think you set, sit on your hands until the trade set up technically. There's no way to predict what the market's going to do. I'm, I'm kind of baffled, you know, that, um, uh, that we're engaging in such a big way, but it's what's on the horizon right now. So it's where we, we, we get hyper-focused. Market's dying for directionality. Right. You know, you're seeing big moves. Look at Shopify. I mean, look at some of these names when they don't like something. They really don't like it when they're scared about a Russian conflict. They really don't like it when mm -hmm. they disengage it. 20 minutes later, they'll rally the market all the way back. It's nutty. Mm -hmm. All right, Peter, I'm, I'm going to let you hop because I know you got to get to work here. So thank you so much for joining us today from the car. And we'll talk <laughs> to you again next week. Have a good You know, one. no matter where I am, even if I'm parachuting, I'll come on Benzinga, guys. Good all luck. Right. All right, I certainly hope not, but I guess it was only only one way to find out. Uh, tune in next week when Peter parachutes on onto the show. Okay, uh, we got to hop here because we got to go to live trading with Benzinga. I will be on live trading today. Mitch is going to be out for the next two days. He's going to the ETH uh, Denver conference. Uh, so if you're there, go find him, hit him up. But I'll be live with Ryan and Zunaid coming up next right here, youtube.com slash Benzinga. Uh, I just dropped a link in the chat. If you guys missed it, uh, Mitch was talking about his gold trade. He made a, a, a gold swing trade the other day. I put the link to watch that video uh, in the chat. I'll do it again right now just so you all um, – can check that out if you would like. I, I recommend it. It was a, it was a pretty good like this strategy breakdown video. So check that out. Uh, thanks to all of our uh, viewers and all of our uh, subscribers on YouTube. A are just our channel subscribers, but B are YouTube members. That's right. You can become a YouTube member, get access to custom emojis and eventually other perks and benefits as we add more content and more layers on top of it just click that join button where it says uh, uh we'll join on the top of our youtube page uh check out benzinga pro i pinned a link to the top of the chat that link will give you 25 percent off benzinga pro there's also a link to do that in the description of this video highly highly recommend that uh news research squawk scanners calendars the whole nine yards um Check it out, pro.pinzinger.com, 25% off the link that's pinned to the top of our chat right now. All right, uh, I'm going to hop. We have 419 likes today. Let's get to 450 in the next, like, 30 seconds. That'd be pretty sweet. Uh, please remember all the information from our show is meant to be used as informational purposes, not for investing or trading advice. Thanks to our guests, Peter and Mark Chaikin. Uh, Once again, thanks to all of you. And I will catch you guys over on our very next show Live trading with Benzinga coming up live in a couple minutes. See you guys over there. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. 
From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com wondersuite. That's bluehost.com wondersuite.